0: rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the
1: podcast
2: for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen.
0: Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already, and leave us a royal rating. Um, if you so choose, five stars would be great. Please. Send us an email at infogallerypodcast.com. At before we dive into this week's topics, we want to say happy birthday, Prince Louis. Peace. He turns two today. It feels like the perfect
1: sense of occasion for I, this episode. I can't <laughs> believe
0: he's two. And also when we're recording this, it's queen, the queen's birthday. So we have to say happy birthday to the queen as well.
1: I know. I feel like we have a lot to talk about this week, Roberta. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just, uh, it's, it's really exciting. I can't believe he has, he's in, growing up so fast. And even seeing that video of him earlier, it's just amazing to see the little guy.
0: I know. So I have to ask you, Bowie, what would you get Prince Louis for his birthday? As a birthday gift? Yeah, as a birthday
1: gift. Ooh, very good question. Uh, what would I get him? Okay, so I actually have a two-year-old, um, a very busy two-year-old who has an attention span of about five to seven minutes per toy, <laughs> which we're working on. But what's his, maybe um, his
0: favorite? Maybe Prince So Louis. I feel like I
1: would probably get him some magnet tiles.
0: Ooh, <laughs> um, is that
1: a Finn favorite? They're basically, favorite? it's a Finn favorite. Yes, uh, my son loves them. They're basically some, you can construct them. They have magnets in them. They're little basically tiles, but it's very easy to construct and build and, you know, dig into architecture. One of my son's favorite books is Iggy Peck Architect. So maybe I'd throw <gasps> that in with the gift. You know, I feel like I'd go that that route. What about you? What would you Cute. give him?
0: So I think <laughs> this is kind of funny. We we gave my nine-month-old niece this for, for Easter, um, a music box because oh. Kate Middleton said Prince Louis loves like, the happy birthday song which is really appropriate (laughs) right now um but maybe there's a music box that plays happy birthday and i could give him that so he could listen to happy birthday over and over again oh that's so sweet i feel like that also commemorates his favorite song (laughs) right exactly which how is it happy birthday it's so funny
1: (laughs) i think that that's so fun um well you guys we have a lot of good stuff coming up we're digging into harry and megan's message to the tabloids this week we also have a special guest, the Queen of Royal Manners and Beaumont Etiquette founder, Micah Meyer. She's going to be talking about royal protocol in the time of COVID-19, but also what to expect from Harry and Meghan and Kate and William in the next six months. Lots to come. But first, it's time for the Royal Refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. This week, we're drinking gin and Dubonnet. Clink! Clink! <laughs> In, in honor of the queen in
0: honor of the queen because supposedly this is her favorite drink according to chef Darren McGrady um mine has one part gin two parts Dubonnet or as the British say Dubonet. we're not yeah Roberta and I've gone back and
1: forth kind of a lot about the correct pronunciation of Dubonnet and so we welcome anyone to write in and correct us on this um but we we're pretty confident that it's Dubonnet yes so but feel free to school us
0: I really enjoy this this might be my new drink of choice
1: Well, I feel like it's just basically a fortified red wine and you add a little slice of lemon.
0: It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing. And that's the thing is that I love red wine, but I don't like the after after effects of the purple mouth and purple lips. And this is kind of like a watered down version of that. Like it's a watered down version of red wine and it has that gin kind of like piney aftertaste, I want to say. Like the aftertaste of gin is kind of like, Clean. I don't know how to say it, but yeah. I do think that this is kind of a good alternative, and I'm yeah. not surprised the Queen loves this.
1: It also feels very fancy. I I think we're upping our quarantine game yeah. with our alcohol. I feel
0: <laughs> I feel very fancy, and you're supposed to I put on a, slice, a good liquor store. Oh, good, uh, by you <laughs> and it,
1: yeah, but it it has a sign. I'm going to say that has apocalypse hours, so that's comforting when you walk in. But at least it sells booze. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you have to have it you have to have it um and you're supposed to put a slice of lemon in it right to yes make it even I did more I tipsy. did see okay yes okay so that like really upset. mine doesn't have the slice of lemon it's still good though like it's surprisingly good I feel like people like write this off as not being good it's actually I'm gonna be tipsy by the end of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it tipsy Roberta well oh. cheers cheers
0: <laughs> <laughs> with my gin and Dubonnet.
1: and while we're sipping We wanted to shout out to some reader emails. Yeah.
0: So we love hearing from you guys. So please keep writing in. Uh, One of our favorites last week came from Megan, which is spelled the same way as the Duchess Duchess of Sussex. Amazing. Um, You don't see that spelling that often, or at least I I haven't seen. So that's that's great. Um, She said, hello, Roberta and Rachel. I just wanted to say how lovely it has been listening to you both on Royally Obsessed. This podcast has definitely been a nice escape during these trying times of coronavirus. Your refreshing take on the pod has been wonderful to hear. And I feel like I would definitely enjoy having tea with both of you. Oh my gosh, we would love to having tea with yeah, you. Yeah, Megan,
1: same, same. We would love to have tea once this social distancing is over. Seriously, it's so
0: such a sweet, sweet note. And she continued, she said, I love how you've been covering the Queen. And as you said last week, the Queen's messages have been a source of comfort. And I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, we have experienced loss in our family due to coronavirus. And with the constant negative and dark news coming out every day, it has been a lot. I'm so sorry, Megan. The messages from the Queen are definitely moments of hope and light. It's so nice to hear such a powerful world figure be positive, encouraging, and hopeful. And it also helps to hear the Queen in particular as she has seen so much during her reign. It's so, so well said. I couldn't agree more. I feel like Rachel and I touched on this a lot last episode and um, and even the first episode about how reassuring it is to hear her. Um, and then Megan finished by saying, thanks again for being such a positive light each and every Thursday, God save the pod. Love God Me- save the pod. God save the pod. Love Megan and Harry. Her son's name this is Harry.
1: <laughs> was the best way, like, way to bury the lead, Megan, because you, you're, well, she also, I should add, included a photo of her darling son, Harry, who can't be, he has to be, two. And she added that, she said, love Megan and Harry. No, not those ones, but we live in California, too. We'll keep an eye
0: out for them. How cool is that? And they look so adorable, and I can't believe their names they spelled the exact same way, Meghan and Harry. Just like, oh my gosh, they the also live in California. Like, you guys need to meet the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Stat. Stat. Yes. Stat. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you for writing in, there. Yes. We love hearing from you. Yes. Um, so this week in royal history is some pretty big news. And now,
2: this week in royal history,
1: it is Queen Elizabeth's birthday. The monarch turned ninety-four. Roberta. Long this live week, the Queen. Long Woo. live the Queen. Ninety-four years young. 94 years young, yes, on Tuesday, April 21st. I kind of feel like we should sing to her.
0: Should we? Happy birthday. birthday. No. Your <laughs> majesty. Happy birthday. Your majesty. Happy, Your <laughs> majesty. My voice is horrible. Oh, I love
1: it. No, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> a bit of background about the royal occasion. So Queen Elizabeth Alexandra Mary II was born by C-section at 2.40 a.m. on April 21st, 1926 in Mayfair, London, at her maternal grandfather's house. She was the first child of the Duke and Duchess of York, who later became King George VI and Queen Elizabeth I. Of course, her sister, Princess Margaret, arrived four years later in 1930. Um, she was baptized by the Anglican Archbishop of York, Cosmo Gordon Lang, in the private chapel of Buckingham Palace on May 29th and named Elizabeth after her mother, Alexandra, her middle na- one of her middle names, after George V's mother, and Mary after George VI's grandmother. And Roberta, of course, her nickname, as we know from The Crown, is
0: Lilibet. Lilibet. <laughs> I love that name. Lilibet. So sweet. It's I so love
1: sweet. saying it. It's great. Um, but fun fact, I think, um, you know, maybe a lot of you already know this, but the queen actually celebrates two birthdays a year. Um, April 21st, which is this week is her official birthday, but her public celebration or birthday party, if you will, is the second Saturday of June every year.
0: And why, Um, why is that? Why does she have two birthdays?
2: Well,
1: so I did a little bit of digging and I actually am very much in support of this. So (laughs) for the record, so this double birthday tradition is 250 years old. It was started by King George II in 1748. So here's what happened. He was born in November, which is a rainy time of year, kind of snowy, not the best, especially in London. Yeah, And he wanted a giant public celebration, a parade, you know, all the bells and whistles for his birthday. Um, But that wasn't going to really happen then. It was too gross, um, the weather. And so he chose to have a public celebration in the summer and two birthdays. The idea of two birthday parties was
0: born. Right, oh, so I mean, it didn't start with her. Okay. So no. I was thinking in April, maybe they thought there's a chance of rain still. And so they wanted to push it to June, but it just has been a tradition since it's been a tradition the since 1700s. Then. Wow. Okay. And so
1: Roberta and I both have September birthdays. So I think we're blessed with good weather. I mean, yes. September is kind of a, a money month when it comes to birthday oh, celebrations. Such a good um, month.
0: I love being a fall baby.
1: A, yeah, li- but I a feel Libra. Like- Are
0: you a Libra? I'm a Virgo. Oh, you're Virgo. I'm right on the yeah. cutoff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, oh, well, I'm the 24th. I always thought we were both Virgos. No, I'm a Virgo. But oh, I feel gosh. like a Virgo. I feel like a Virgo most I feel
1: like now. you're a total Virgo. Um, <laughs> but it is funny because like my son was born in February and um, his it sucks. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, because we just can't <laughs> get sucks. outside. Yeah. <laughs> Very royal language there. But I feel like um, it basically, you know, it's hard to plan a party. Like we obviously would to just do something in the park and we can't. Um, so I totally support this. So if you could um, have
0: like a Trooping the Color for Finn, would it be in (laughs) June? <laughs> it would absolutely be in June. <laughs> the second Saturday of June, as the Queen does. Um, the sad part, though, is she can't do the... So they usually do the formal gun salutes at mm-hmm. royal parks around London and Windsor. And they're not doing that this year because of the current coronavirus crisis.
1: Yeah, they usually have kind of a lot. And also, I mean, and this is way ahead of the game, but the the royals have canceled Trooping the Color, which is the summer celebration. So it really is kind of... Um, I don't want to say like, you know, it's just a a different birthday for her this year. It seems like, you know, typically I think her April birthday she's usually at home with family and and it sounds like that's what she's been doing um based on reports. So, um but yeah, you but. have
0: celebrated in a certain way. Can you tell us yes. how? Um. Oh yes.
1: <laughs> so I have a tradition, my own royal tradition, is I send um a birthday card to the. Well, I did it for the queen, but I've done it for other members of the royal family um for their birthday, and they've written back. I like love Kate Middleton it. Middleton wrote back, so I keep their um. You know, I may or may not have their birthdays in my phone calendar, as I do my husband, my child. That's not weird at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I literally, I you know, it's so weird when you put a me- a letter in the mail and you write Buckingham Palace on it. And you don't have to put a lot of information beyond that. Yeah. So what did you
0: write on your card?
1: So I tried to actually write sort of a lengthy note. It's definitely, I'm not a fan of, of, um, written correspondence that just says, you know, love so-and-so or, you know, happy birthday. I want it to be, you. if you're putting pen to paper, you got to make an effort. So totally. I definitely, you know, I wrote about a lot about coronavirus and sort of her response and how welcome it has felt and what a, you know, source of comfort it's been. Um, but yeah, I use cursive. I bust out as fancy of stationery. I, I, I'm very choosy about the stationery. And they um, um, almost
0: always write back.
1: Is that right? I mean, yeah. I feel like every every um, letter I've sent has been answered. It's not answered personally. It's like a, usually a generic, um, not generic. I shouldn't say generic, but it's usually a printed reply with a photo. But um, but and it's, honestly,
0: and it's not super um, quick. That they how long it usually takes a couple months,
1: a couple months. But um, but honestly, when that's I think the bright spot about it is that suddenly you're sorting through your bills and you see a return address of Buckingham Palace or Kensington Palace and. That's going to brighten your whole week, your whole right. month, even. Except
0: th- I know. So I'm wondering if they're not there, they must get mail forwarded. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. So there's actually
1: on the Buckingham, on the Queen's website, there is a big alert that says correspondence will be slower than usual because of the coronavirus pandemic. So, yeah. So I've been warned. I'm expecting it. And I honestly don't even, even if I don't get a a reply, I just, I I like sending the note. I feel like they deserve it. It'll be
0: such a nice surprise. So if you do and it's like, you know, September, your birthday. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. Happy birthday. Yes. But happy birthday, Queen Elizabeth. (laughs)
0: Happy birthday, Queen Elizabeth. So this week's Royal Rundown, three big stories this week. There has been so much Royal news. It is like... So much. Bowie and I feel un- inundated with all the Royal news that's going on. I feel like, you know, you think that it would be kind of a quiet time, but because we're all social distancing, it's like we're seeing them on Zoom, on, you know, doing podcasts, whatever. So first Royal a story. a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, there's so much. To kick things off, we we're talking about... Harry and Meghan's message to the tabloids. Huge story. Um, So for a little background, Sunday evening, Meghan and Harry released a scathing letter cutting off four UK tabloids from covering them. The letter was sent to The Sun, The Daily Mail, The Mirror, and The Express. So the four biggest um, tabloids in the UK. And it starts by saying how much they trust the free press. So they set it up. They said, like you, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex believe that a free press is a cornerstone to any democracy, particularly in moments of crisis. At its best, this free press shines a light on dark places, telling stories that would otherwise go untold, standing up for what's right, challenging power and holding those who abuse the system to account. It has been said as a journalist, journalism's first obligation is the truth. And the du- Duke and Duchess of Sussex agree wholeheartedly. Basically, all of that to say, you know, they really believe in, in, um, you know, free speech and journalism and freedom of the press. And um, but the big but there will be zero corroboration or engagement with any of the papers that it names. Um, Their communication team will not comment to these papers. Their spokespeople won't um, will not engage with them. So it's it's kind of an earth shattering thing and in um, to release this letter at this time.
1: Yeah. It's very, um, it's very staggering. It's very clear. Um, I think that, you know, they really call out those specific papers. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it's a big, a very big deal.
0: Well, it's a, it's a Royal first, I feel like to cut off um, certain members of the press. Like, I don't think that even happened when it got really bad with Diana and Charles. Like, I don't think that they ever said, you know, these tabloids can't cover us. Um, so it's so interesting, but it comes kind of at this, um, I don't want to say like opportune time, but it comes at this um, time when they're going into a court case regarding uh, the Daily Mail and Megan's father and um, the excerpts of a letter that she wrote to her father that were published um, and what she's calling an invasion of privacy. So the court case kicks off on Friday, this Friday.
1: Virtually, right? Yeah, yes. they're doing it virtually. Right. So.
0: And, um, and so this kind of is a letter stating, you know, we've now cut these papers off from us and we're no mm-hmm. longer going to let them into our lives. Um, but they have been still all over the media. And I think that's because the U.S., papers now um are kind of the paparazzi are still you know kind of following them and seeing what they're up to so they've been in the spotlight still um yeah it's just yeah the
1: announcement really tees up the case i do think that it's really interesting um you know that the additional statement where they said, this policy is not about avoiding criticism. Um, It's not about shutting down public conversation or censoring accurate reporting. Media have every right to report on it and indeed have an opinion on the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, good or bad, but it can't be based on a lie. So I really think that they, um, to me, I just think it's very interesting. It could be, um, it feels like a new beginning for them. And, you know, fake news is really rampant. And I really do applaud them for taking a stand. I think that everything that they've gone through has been horrible. And to your point, you know, I do think it's it ties back to everything with Princess Diana, what Harry endured at a very young age. So it seems like them they are taking a very, yeah. very firm stand on this.
0: Especially since I feel like Harry, all his life, has felt at odds with the press and the way they treated his mother, the way they hounded, um, or as he sees it, hounded her. Um, and, you know, so this is kind of his it almost feels a little bit revengey. Like it's very harsh in tone. Um, and, you know, it does say we are not cutting off everyone. We still welcome um, fair criticism and we want to be able to give grassroots media and more diverse voices a chance to be heard. Which um, is awesome. I think which that is that's great. really cool. Which is yeah. great. It's it's interesting though, because it seems like um, if they are going to now pick and choose who they... Are covered by? Do you think that feels? I don't know. It's like they really need to be careful in how they go about this. I yeah, because
1: I do feel like it's hard. I mean, we'll have to see how it all unfolds, but it does feel like it's a huge effort to control the narrative, even though they're saying that that's not the case. I think that that feels a little. You know, that's the only part that makes my eyebrows go up. But I feel like as long as journalists continue to do their job and be really, you know, aggressive—not aggressive—that's not the right word—but you know, definitely do, like. You know, checking all the boxes and and you're removing bias and that kind of stuff, but not going for the clickbait, not going for the salacious headlines that are purely just to sell papers. I I think that they are embarking on something that could be really impactful. I'm just curious to see how it all plays out.
0: Definitely, I'm so so curious, especially now that they're in the U.S. Um, yeah. Speaking of being in the U.S., that's our next piece of news about Harry and Megan. They have personally been delivering meals in Los Angeles. This is so so sweet of them. They have been like literal boots on the ground working um, with Project Angel Food, which is an organization that delivers meals to um, underserved areas in California. And supposedly this was suggested by Megan's mom, Doria, which I feel like she, you know, that's such i love the nudge from mom i know it's such (laughs) a right it's an amazing cause first of all and the fact that doria pushed them to it it's like okay mom right we we got it um and that she got them involved so they first toured the organization's facilities and director richard ayub said they were just genuinely compassionate interested individuals who came to visit the kitchens they were extremely engaged with every single person they met that's to me sounds like Megan and Harry, like they are so you know me- greeting everyone, shaking everyone's hand, um, or maybe not in this time, I guess they probably yeah. have to maintain social distancing, um, but they were out in about twice, so they were out on Easter Sunday and then on Wednesday of last week, um, but it's a very uh the pictures of them delivering the meals, they have masks, they have um, you know the proper they have uh, Megan has one glove on, I think, in most of the pictures, but it's such a different side of them they're Megan's wearing green joggers and a crew neck black shirt and looking very relaxed um same with Harry he's very like you know polo untucked jeans kind of you know not not pressed or anything so it's just it's a very LA chill side of these two yeah I
1: mean I just I think that it's um amazing because we really did expect them to not be out and about and we've we've seen you know a fair amount of them um with these kind of efforts and I do think that they've already they're really kind of setting themselves up again for doing a lot of good and I applaud that. I think that they they really seem, you know, I, again I love that her mom encouraged them to to work with this particular organization. I think that I think that there's a lot of really great stuff to come. There's working with not just um UK based charities but also US ones. I think
0: I think it's amazing. It's definitely it feels like a new chapter. They're kind of um you know, now there'll be more in touch with the U.S. and American organizations. So that's really kind of an exciting thing. And then also um, they hopped on some Zoom calls. So Harry had a Zoom. Everybody's Zooming. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think every yeah. every week, Bowie and I are going to talk about Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah.
1: for the foreseeable future. Exactly. But I mean, we're getting these awesome, you know, kind of insights into their
0: lives and everything. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so Harry had a meeting with families through his patronage, Well Child, um, which he's worked with a lot in the past. And he, um, you know, you could kind of see a glimpse of uh, some kitchen cabinets, maybe um, a printer, it looked like. But there's a lot of speculation. Is this their new house in LA? Where is it? Are they, you know, in um, Beverly Hills, Malibu? Like where are they kind of um
1: and it might not be their it's probably not their permanent it's house. It sounds like not, they're still house hunting. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's it sounds like they're still house hunting. This is just a rental for them. Um they are I think the rental is near Elton John's house. So it's a very guarded neighborhood. Um Paparazzi proof, as the papers are saying. So, um, but they're still looking for their permanent house. Um, but Harry offered some small details about his new life. He said he feels almost guilty about the amount of quality time he's getting with Archie, um, which must be weird for him and megan because they are, have always been out and about, yeah, like jet and setting.
1: You know, I feel like for all of them to be home. But yeah, should we should we play the clip? Yeah, let's play the clip.
2: I can't even begin to imagine how hard it is for you guys. You're having one kid at 11 months old, <laughs> so <laughs> to see what you guys uh, are going through on a, on a day-to-day basis, honestly so much respect to every single one of you, um, and, to, and to Rachel, to you, you know, as you yeah. quite rightly say, there is, there's a hell of a lot of positives that are, that are happening at the same time, and being able to have family time, so much family time that you almost think, oh, do I, do I feel guilty <laughs> having so much family time? It's, well, you, you've got you've to celebrate those moments where you just are on the floor rolling around in hysterics because of something that's happened. And then there's inevitably half an hour later, maybe a day later, there's gonna be something that you have to deal with. And there's no way that you can run away from it.
0: So he he calls out Archie, he says having one kid at 11 months old is enough. Um, and he calls out Rachel, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. Different Rachel And But it was really nice and sweet. And he talked to them for over 30 minutes, I think was um, the length of that clip. So um, a way to still stay connected to his patronages. I think there's a lot of uh, questions in the air about what, um, are they going to be patrons of these organizations still? Are they going to carry over as non working royals as, you know, not senior royals, are they still going to have their patronages? So it seems yeah. like for the present, for the time being, yes.
1: Um Yeah. And I feel like they, I mean, I think that speaks to their genuine commitment and love of what they, and support of these organizations. So even if they don't have all the royal credentials behind it, I do think that they have, you know, that sort of, it's instilled in them their desire to help with, and they probably don't want to drop that. Immediately. I did love sort of his nod to like, you know, rolling around on the floor and kind of having those those that moment with Archie, because I do feel like that's a lot of this time where it's like the highs and lows of, you know, it is amazing to have that built in this built in family time. But it's just obviously you wish the circumstances were different. Um, But yeah, I just any glimpse of Harry, any glimpse of all of them being being, uh, themselves is awesome. I mean, I think that leads into our next one very, very nicely, which is, um, Kate and William actually participated in a lengthy video interview with the BBC and they actually got, they got pretty personal. I feel like, um, for anyone that missed it, Kate and William did a zoom, again, more zoom content video interview with the BBC and talked about their passionate advocacy for mental health. Um, but they also gave, um, an update about Prince Charles' health, and William shared what it was like to get the news about his dad that he had coronavirus. If we can play that clip,
2: how did you feel when
0: you found out your dad had the virus?
2: I have to admit, at first I was quite concerned. Um, he fits the profile of somebody at the age he's at, which is, you know, fairly risky, um, and so I was a little bit worried. But my father has um, has had many chest infections, colds, and things like that over the years, and so. I thought to myself, if, any, if anybody's going to be able to beat this, it's going to be him. And, and actually, he was very lucky. He had mild symptoms. I think the hardest thing he found was having to stop and, and not being able to go and get a bit of fresh air and go for a walk. He's a mad walker, loves his walking. So I think he found it quite difficult, especially also, I think, with his mental health, being sort of stuck inside and not being able to go for walks.
1: I mean, I love picturing Charles as a mad walker, but I, a mad but I did walker. really mad a, walker. And you
0: know what? I've heard that, um, Queen Elizabeth is also a mad walker quote unquote, um, that she walks her corgis all the time or dorgies or, um, just walks, you know, she's wow. walking all like 10 miles a day or something that like, wow. I know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's good for you. It's good for your health, but, but I mean, I think it, William was really vulnerable in that clip. If anyone watches the actual video footage too, you really see his concern. And I think. This whole interview just felt so relatable for me because. You know, it's like getting that news about your dad is not easy. And I think it's a worry on the top of everyone's minds about how this might impact um, family members as well as, as yourself. But, um, but yeah, so to see him talk about that, um, they went on to talk about the NHS workers and everyone on the front line of the COVID-19 response. Um, but then the interview ended with even more William and Kate relatable content. Um, they got asked, the BBC interviewer asked about how the homeschooling is going. And William and Kate had this to say. And
0: to both of you, how's the homeschooling going?
2: <laughs> yeah, homeschooling's fun. <laughs> um, don't
0: tell the children we've actually kept it going through the holidays. I feel very mean. <laughs> the children have got such stamina. I don't know how, honestly, you get to the end of the day and you write down all the list of the things that you've done in that day. Um, you sort of you pitch a tent, take the tent down again, cook, bake. You get to the end of the day. They've had a lovely
1: time, but it is amazing how much you can cram into one day. That's for sure. Roberta, it me. <laughs> I'm just going to say, and I, I only have one. I mean, they have three, but I feel like it's, you know, it's a lot. And I feel like the Kate described it perfectly, where it's just like, you know, it's amazing how much you can cram into one day. And especially, you know, they're they're clearly working so much. They're trying to be a source of support for so many people that I just loved hearing that. <laughs> I find
0: it so funny that they continued to do school after school ended. Is that that's what she said? I saying, think it was right? like spring break.
1: Yeah, I okay. think it was more that the schools must have been closed, similar to here. And, and I feel like, still like they have, were like, nope,
0: you still, still have, have class.
1: Oh, Me and man. mom and dad. Yeah, I think that that's hilarious. Um, and then the last part that I think was amazing was that they referenced all the video chatting, which I again we predicted is probably going on for the queen's birthday. Um, the joys of it, but also the pains of it, which I don't know if you've experienced, but just the generational divide is what. Um what uh William alludes to and and I mean to be honest I also have the technical difficulties that you know my parents do at different times but it is really funny that he mentioned that Louie in particular keeps tapping the red button and accidentally signing everyone off which made me laugh
0: out loud (laughs) the birthday boy gets to do whatever he wants yeah he can do whatever
1: he wants I totally support that yeah but it's a great interview and I feel like everyone should check it out it's just more you know William and Kate are just Kate's outfit
0: in that video interview reminded me of you
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, because she had a Breton striped sweater. Breton striped. Is it Breton or Breton? Bre- I don't know. Breton. Breton. I don't Breton. know. I don't know. She had a striped uh, sweater on and it reminded me of Rachel Bowie's style.
1: Oh, well, funny you should say that. I may or may not have gone on <laughs> Bowdoin after that, after seeing it. Oh, is it Bowdoin? Really, well, no, it's not Bowdoin, but they sell a lot of that particular style of top. And I was like, I should probably add another one to my wardrobe. I think the one I have is a little tattered. So I placed, I placed a small order. We're, just, we're the, seeing just the, the shirt. We're seeing
0: the in such casual attire now.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I want to own it. I know. Amazing.
0: And now, this week's royal guest, we are so excited to welcome Micah Meyer to the show. We caught up with her about Harry and Meghan, what's next for all of the royals, and here is that conversation.
1: Micah Meyer is the queen of good manners, but she's also the founder of Beaumont Etiquette and the woman behind Duchess School at the Plaza Hotel, a course I've had the pleasure of taking. She studied at multiple traditional etiquette schools in the UK and was formally trained by a former member of the royal household under Her Majesty the Queen. She also recently published a book called Modern Etiquette Made Easy, which is the perfect starting point for living life like a royal, but also just for anyone who appreciates good and modern manners. Micah is also the godmother to Princess Beatrice's fiancé Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi's son from an earlier relationship, so she has her finger on the royal pulse. Before we dive in, Micah, very hard-hitting question, royal expert that you are, we have to ask, (laughs) given that today is Prince Louis' second birthday,
2: what would you buy
1: him as a birthday present? (laughs) We want to know from you.
2: Oh, I would do something. They're really into like hardwood toys. Like in the royal family, they have like the big dollhouses and, um, but everything is kind of vintage toy. So I would do something like like more vintagey blocks or something that's like a keepsake toy because they don't do a lot of plastics or things like that in the royal family. So I would definitely keep to like, like, um, like build your own or something cool and creative and colorful like that. I love love that. that.
0: That's so cute. Micah, we're so, so excited to have you on the show. Um, before we dive in, I wanted to bring up the last time we were all together. So Micah, Rachel, and I all shared royal cocktails in person at the Plaza Hotel when we went to visit Micah. And it happened to be on the same day that Harry and Meghan made a major announcement. Um, So Micah predicted that the Queen knew Harry and Meghan were interested in an exit and predicted that Meghan would definitely get back into acting.
2: Micah, you're so spot on with all of these.
1: A total (laughs) clairvoyance.
2: Do you know I just to me like I just feel like it's you know there's at that time it was so it was unknown territory but I think going back to what like the core of what every single per- like royal family member really is I kind of felt like it was like they were each going to go back to their roots they were going to go like Megan was going to go back into her acting that's her passion and Harry's so close to this family he was never totally going to just stray and he's so you know he really values them so I knew that Everybody in like a moment of panic goes back to what they're most passionate about.
1: Yeah, I just love though that we. I mean, we had had that planned. At, you know, it was amazing the fatefulness yes. of that. It was the same day that an announcement happened. We were just catching up, and it was so nice to see you. And then it turned into this um, massive royal news day. So it's it's fun to kind of reminisce about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it. I definitely. It's like, where were you when? Yeah, where exactly? <laughs> yeah. I'll always think of you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> permanently exactly. etched
1: on my like royal memory. Royal, royal memory. <laughs>
0: Well, and now that we know you're such a royal clairvoyant, we've asked Micah to share her predictions for what she thinks is ahead in the next six months for Harry and Megan, um, like their you know coronavirus impact on their plans to launch Archuel, which do you know how to pronounce that? Yeah,
1: we were curious if you
2: had an insight on that, how you say it. I believe you just said it perfectly. oh Arch um Yay. <laughs> the, yeah, so that's you know, because arch is it's you know the meaning of it was actually Greek. Um, So everyone thought it was just because of Archie, and that's where it came from. But the whole Archie's name originally came from the origin of this Greek word. So I think that is – it's like bridging communities, that's strength. So it kind of symbolizes a lot more than what people originally thought they'd probably planned it around. Yeah. So Archiewell is correct. Okay,
0: cool. And what do you think is um, up next for them? Do you have any
2: guesses? Any kind of – You know, I think – I think I think we'll see another royal baby very soon. Do <gasps> very I soon. Think, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I know that Harry loved growing up with his brother, very close in age, and I think um he wants the same. So I think it will be an American-born baby, which would be very different from number one. Yeah. So this baby technically could become president one day. Oh my god. Um, That's I'm already so planning the exciting. politics around. <laughs> Um, I think we're going to see some major, major um, international projects. I think we're going to see Harry and Meghan back in Africa soon. I think we're going to see, um, you know, a lot of American nonprofits taking a big stance and, and kind of playing their lives. And I think they're going to be great humanitarians. I, I really think this is going to be a very busy year for them. Yeah. And I also think we're going to be seeing them doing a lot more um private work because now we know that they're making their own living. So speaker opportunities. Um, I think we'll see Megan back in acting a little bit more um, in terms of major, major motion films. Um, I think she'll be choosy, of course. But I think she's we're going to see a lot of them. Yeah. I mean it
1: feels like the world is their oyster kind of right now. They really and and I feel like it's, you know, it's horrible going through everything with coronavirus, but it also kind of gives them some time to really retreat and be able to kind of prepare and marinate and be just a family for a little bit as they transition. I think that that timing is so um, kind of, you know, not, I hate saying it's nice because obviously this is such a terrible thing that everyone is experiencing, but, but it does give them a moment to kind
2: of breathe. <laughs> I agree. I, I completely agree. It was like that realignment time that they needed. I also think that we are going to see a lot of red carpets. Ooh, Ooh interesting. I think we're as One soon as there are red carpets again, I genuinely think they're going to be on every major red carpet. Wow. And you think Megan will just like
0: hit acting like hard? Like, is she going to go? I mean, I know you said she'll be choosy, but like movies, like starring in major roles.
2: I see her in in like a choosing um really important roles, but where she, like you know major motion where I think she's you know it's, the movie is has a purpose behind it. I don't think we're gonna see her doing you know just kind of like shallow roles. I think she'll be choosing like you know a movie about trafficking or whatever it might be where she's playing a role where maybe part of the proceeds get donated. I just really think we're gonna we're, we're gonna see some really big things from her really soon I'm I also so predict. Excited. I do predict a book. I think we're Ooh. going to see a Michelle Obama okay. style book. Um, and in the next year. Wow. Okay. I mean, I know they're
0: doing a, um, a Oprah documentary. I think that's in the works too, um, with the two of them. So something I'm like, that's, that's huge. You know, it, you yes. can't get bigger than Oprah. So it's, it's going right. to be, that's just the, the you know, the tip of the iceberg, probably.
1: Well, I'm Exactly. I'm curious what you think or what your sort of expectations are for their relation, like transatlantic relationship with their family back home. Do you think that they're going to sort of be ironing that out, staying in touch? I mean, I know that all of that goes on behind the scenes, but how do you think they're going to navigate that? Or will we see them at once everyone can go back to public gatherings? Will we see them in London much? Or what is what are you predicting there?
2: I think we will see Harry in London quite often. Uh, All of his best friends are there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we will see Harry and Meghan at some of the bigger functions. I believe, for instance, with the Queen's birthday, you know, I don't think he's ever missed a birthday of hers. Um, And they have their tradition. So I feel like if if COVID wasn't happening, I think he would have flown back for her birthday. Um, So I think we will see them back and forth. I think we'll see uh, Harry making a lot of solo trips. Because it's also a long trip. I was going to say, that's a LA long flight. Yeah, with yeah. a baby, it's really tough. Oh, <laughs> with a baby, exactly. So I think we will see them over there, but I think it's going to be mostly Harry. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, and I think,
1: you know, since we're since you're the etiquette queen, we'd love to talk also about how the royals have pivoted everything online during this coronavirus time. I think that that has been significant. And I think where I sort of expected them to – not be as out there every, every day, every, or every week. We're getting daily updates, these, you know, video calls, um, online addresses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, virtual hospital openings. There's just been
2: so much. What what do you, what do you think in terms of protocol? How do they adapt? I mean, I think I think we're going to be seeing so much of them, but them at home in a really casual environment. We're used to seeing them dressed to the nines. I love that Prince Charles was still in his suit. He was still, like, buttoned up, um, which is very Prince Charles. But, um, you know, I think that they are going to – it's going to be a way for them to connect with people. I think they're really going to start connecting more and more with people. Um, I think we're going to be seeing some huge activations launch, like we saw the hospital opening. Um, I really think it's going to be, you know, we saw, uh, you know, the Duchess of York, she had her own YouTube channel she just launched. I just feel like they're all going to be kind of opening their lives to the public in a whole new way. Yeah.
1: Do you? I feel like what's been fascinating for me is they've really navigated this transition so seamlessly, too. Do you have any insight into how that sort of goes down behind the scenes, like Who's kind of helping them execute on all this? Because I look at myself with all the, even, you know, I have definite technical difficulties. So how how are they just kind of up and running?
2: you know I they have rural aides. so each each of the rural families and and kind of like a couple will have their own aids and everything will be set up for them they're not you know they're not they're yes they're just like us but they're not (laughs) in many ways too so I think you know they have somebody that's sitting there making sure everything's set up so they just have to walk in they'll do tests they'll make sure there's nothing in the background that they wouldn't want to see they're just like we have signs on our doors please do not enter (laughs) they're probably the same um so I think I I, have, I, I also like that Prince Charles revealed a picture of what he was actually his computer his iPad was stocked yes. on you know books and and it was even funny because one of the books was his own book called Harmony. <laughs> Roberta yeah. and I loved so, that we were dying
1: when we saw that yeah. it was so clever. So
2: he's even like a little bit of a marketer he was like you know we're if we're gonna use any book let's use mine because they know people look at every single detail. Yeah we scrutinize even
1: the photos behind them and everything you know it's gotta it's everything. all strategic Yeah. It's every single thing is planned. Um, but and even looking forward, you know, with everything being canceled, like for the foreseeable future, all public events are canceled. What does what do you think the lasting impact of coronavirus will be on the family and and sort of future events? Will be they
2: be wearing masks? Will we see the handshake go away? What what do you expect? I think we will, you know, depending on how what events they will need to go to, we may see some masks if the United Kingdom does open, which right now it's pretty still it's still on lockdown for the most part. Um if we do see that, I think we're going to be um seeing some masks, but I don't believe they will be doing any events anytime soon, so maybe by that time, um if there's any safety precaution or there are any, you know, issues at all, they would be wearing masks. Um, but I believe those events probably be cancelled um, at the same time. I think we will not see handshakes for a very um you know the the foreseeable future. If we do see handshakes, it will be with gloves on. It'll be kind of taking a, a piece out of queen elizabeth's uh, style um there and wearing gloves, and I think I'm. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of video. Everything, um, you know, I, I I'm a partner of Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. so it's Messenger from Facebook, and, you know, one interesting thing they have a billion users every single month, and there's an app called Messenger Desktop, which is your their video app, and they saw seventy percent increase in one week oh during COVID-19 wow. Wow. Um, just because people are using video for everything, for work, mm-hmm. for school, for workouts. for So I actually think all of this stuff is still going to happen. It's just going to be kind of on video now. So we're going to see more openings of hospitals, more nonprofits. I completely think it's still going to happen just on video. Yeah. And going back to your original point, I do think it really kind of
1: Increases their um, they it just makes them so much more personable. Like seeing inside their homes so much more than we typically do has been so um, kind of cool. And I feel like even William and Kate through these video calls has just they've. I feel like I'm. I don't know. It they, it feels it's like such girls. a different. Yeah, it's such just a like a
0: side of them too. It's like we. I I think I've heard William and Kate talk more in the past two weeks than I've ever heard them talk before, which is so interesting because it's nice to hear their voices it's nice to like put that voice with a body and kind of see you don't see that when you're getting the Getty photos or the handshakes or everything so it's really interesting
2: it's so true and I think I actually think we'll be seeing um I think we'll be seeing more of the kids too is my guess I hope so I hope so I think we will and I think they'll be doing like they did the video messages um during you know clap for the doctors I just think they'll be utilizing it in a way that they know connects to the public. And they're the face of the royal family. They're the next generation. So I think I think we'll be seeing some really fun behind the scenes things that we wouldn't usually have the opportunity to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and also just speaking of canceled events, I mean I feel like Princess B's wedding. I mean, I think that's another example of of them really having to pivot during this time. And I'm sure that's so
2: heartbreaking and you know, to have to have to do that. You know, nothing, they have not, although we know the wedding is canceled um, or postponed, we should say, uh, we don't have a new date yet. So it's something that I'm sure there's, I, I don't even think a new date has been actually even confirmed internally because we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know, you know, to the extent of, you know, nobody feels like celebrating and it needs to be a celebratory time. And it's, you know, mass crowds of people on the streets to see them, you know, go by. And, you know, they don't want to encourage anything like that, obviously, during this time. So, you know, maybe I think at the earliest, maybe a fall wedding if it is at the scale that it was planning to be, um, if it's a more intimate, we never know. Maybe we'll see a more intimate, like a very small wedding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to get married. and <laughs> um, Exactly. That's what right? they want. So yeah, I think it depends on the size and who's there um, in terms of when it will be rescheduled. Absolutely. I know. But a lot, a lot to, you know, to
1: come, I think it just, it's been very um, comforting to see a lot of them so active during this time. And they really do kind of, I mean, just going back to the Queen's message, you know, just the, her giving that address, which was, you know, it's only, I think the fifth in her time that has, it was just this beacon of hope. So I really feel like they've been, their social media presence has been a wonderful
2: gift for a lot of people, me included. It's like, <laughs> and we know, yes. And we actually do know they all are on, um, Social media with secret names. Ooh. So, yeah, is that
0: is that true? Is that for real? They are. That is true. Oh my god, that is a
2: fact. Yeah, <laughs> oh my that gosh. is a fact. I would love to know their handles. <laughs> I hope they have really clear I once handles. had someone go through every single person I was following on Instagram to see, to try to figure out one very famous royal's Instagram. I was like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. But it's, 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 I get it. I understand. I get it too. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. All funny. All the hot
0: goss from Micah. I love yeah. it. Okay. So now, now we have a fun question. Yes. Micah, which royal yeah. are you and why? In other words, which royal resonates with you the most?
2: Um, I have to say, I think I'm so hairy. I'm so (laughs) hairy. Explain. Like, I think, I mean, he is so like he just, you know, I think people expect certain things. I always say people expect certain things of me because I teach etiquette and you must be really formal and you must be really. And then when people meet me, they're like, oh wait, you're, you're completely normal. And I, I feel like I'm always like the Eloise of the plaza. I'm always getting in trouble behind the scenes. And I feel like he's the same. He's kind of, you know, he's, he doesn't play by normal rules. He's super modern. He's, you know, he wants good for everyone. He's dedicated his life to the well-being of of other people. I just, I just love his mission, and I love that he's a little naughty. Um, but yeah, I think I'm a Harry, and he is really. I I, I got, I mean, I've gotten to um, see some, you know, the other side. Sometimes you see the public side of of royals or celebrities, and then you see the real side of them. And I have to say, he's one of the ones where it doesn't change. Oh, like interesting. He's the same. Yeah, he's. He's so fun when no one's looking and there's no cameras he is so fun and he's so um, he's so normal and that's like, like he's really the guy that you would invite to a party just because he's fun
1: And that's I feel like what you keep hearing even from like regular royal photographers like Chris Jackson they all say how much they love shooting Harry. They, it's just a particular joy. And it sounds like exactly what you said, where it doesn't change on and off. He really genuinely
2: commits to th- the things he does. So I support yes. that as it's, your royal. Yes. And you, for, you, forget he, you forget he is who he is. And suddenly you'll see someone else's reaction when they walk in or walk by him. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, but he's just, he's pretty normal.
1: I, I think that that's a great pick. I love that. I, I, I love
0: think. that, too. I love that, too. Although I will say, I mean, you don't look anything like hair. You're wearing a gorgeous <laughs> pearl-covered hat band right now. Very royal-esque. So I, I love that it's so apropos. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you feel like we didn't <laughs> touch you. upon
1: in terms of the next six months or the future or for William and Kate, anything before we sign off?
2: You know, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of William. I think in the next six to eight months, he is really going to step up. We're going to be seeing him take a bigger role um, in the royal family. There's a few things coming up that I think he's, really, he's already um, likely working on. And I think he's kind of cementing his place as the next generation of the royal family. And I think, you know, especially with Harry not there all the time, I think um, a lot's going to fall on his shoulders. And I'm really excited to see that that happen. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so Kate exciting. too. I feel like she, I just yeah. feel like we've been hearing from both of them so much more and it's been really wonderful.
2: Yes. I'm excited. I, I really, I think it's going to be a good year. I know it's going to be, it's been a hard year so far, but I think it's gonna be a good year. Um, and I think I'm really excited to see, I think, oh, my last prediction, I think Megan's going to have another Instagram, open, like another, I think she's either going to do like a goop, or something like that again, Ooh. like a new version of the Tig. Oh my god! I really wild. think that's coming.
1: I would I'm live for sure that. I feel like that would be so exciting. We've been kind of sleuthing out, talking about going down a rabbit hole with Instagram and seeing who's following who. We've been trying to see if they had the handle Arch-A-Well yet, but so far we think that they don't,
2: or it's secret, or they have someone getting right.
1: getting ready to launch. Yes,
2: I yes. I'm pretty sure there's like a goopish type of thing coming soon for a few different reasons. I think that. Um, what are so, the reasons? Um, I have a friend with a little bit of insider knowledge, and I think um, she's already working on some things. So I think we will be seeing something very interesting and creative um, with masterminds from all over the world coming together to put something really inspiring together coming soon.
0: I love that. And I'm sure it'll have, you know, the charity spin to it that she always kind of has um wearing like sustainable brands or brands that give back and things like that. So that's so exciting.
1: And she so truly exciting. is such a renaissance woman. I'm so excited that we get to hear from her a lot more. I really am looking forward to
2: it. She now she now also we're going to hear about politics. She now oh. can talk politics. Amazing. So she couldn't before and she can now. I think she's going to be very vocal in the next race. I can't wait. I really can't, I can't wait. wait
1: um before we sign off, tell us where uh, you know all of our listeners want to know where can they follow you? How can they find you? How can they keep up with everything you have going on? Oh, yeah,
2: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm on, obviously, social media just under my name, Micah Meyer, M-Y-K-A-M-E-I-E-R. I'm always doing fun little Instagram videos. Um, I just launched a YouTube, so I'm doing free etiquette classes um, on my YouTube channel, at Micah Meyer. And I also have my book, Modern Etiquette Made Easy, but I'm so excited because I'm launching May 5th, Business Etiquette Made Easy. <gasps> So it's my second book, um, and I'm just really excited. It's like it's kind of like smashing the glass ceiling of business etiquette, and it's you know um, it's gender neutral, and it's all about like how to take your life to the next level um, of business. So it's less etiquette-y and more just like powerhouse tips that I use to in my life that I kind of am sharing onward. Oh, I can't wait! You said May I can't May fifth. May fifth. Oh, we yeah. got so something about, to like, look like the gender to. the thank you. The gender part is really interesting because I even address like what to call people who don't go by gender. And you know, it's really it used to be like it's just so different now. So I have a lot of um a lot of new quote unquote rules that I think I'm introducing that people will be a little surprised about, but I'm excited to do so. It's like the next, the next level, well, the next generation of etiquette.
1: Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. And Congrats. we hope that you'll thank come back you.
2: again soon. We love having you.
1: We love talking to you. Yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I wish we were all in person at the Plaza Hotel drinking Bellini's. Oh, my gosh, um, I, like, oh I can't wait. Soon, Very soon. soon, soon. Friends. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Micah.
0: Wow, that was so much fun. I love Micah. I could talk to her for hours. She always has the best royal scoop. I, She's amazing. So much fun to talk to her. I can't wait to have her back on the pod. Now, let's dig into our highs and
1: lows of the week.
2: It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows.
1: My low is actually, uh, the Meghan and Thomas Markle and Harry text messages. Um, I don't know, Roberta, if you had a chance to read, but as you recall and as we mentioned, Meghan and Harry are suing the publishers of the Associated Newspapers and the Mail on Sunday her publishing extracts of the confidential letter that Meghan sent to Thomas Markle um, after she wed Harry. Um, and so the transcripts of their text conversations have just been released as part of the lawsuit, and they're just heartbreaking. It it's- makes
0: me so sad, so, so sad to read this. It's come to this. Um, and, you yeah, know, it really, their letter to the tabloids does feel justified when you look at it in this light. It's like, yeah, it's
1: devastating to read how worried Meghan and Harry were about her father and about their health and his health and security. I just felt like to see everything hashed out. I also thought, um, and maybe this counts as part of my low, but Harry doesn't, you, he says you, and he writes in oh, text messages, you, and, it was and he so doesn't hard say Y-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, Harry kind of like, you know, but, but again, the content of it, it's, it's just it obviously was such an emotional time, and, and I think we're going to see in the coming weeks all of this kind of splashed around even more. So that's my major low major.
0: as the virtual
1: court case begins, you know?
0: Yeah, and I have another low about the Sussexes, which is they just cannot catch a break, it feels like. Um, so Prince Harry went on a podcast called Declassified, which is uh, documents amazing stories from former and active military members. And on one part of the podcast, he said... Um, You know, he discussed his pride of being a veteran. He served two tours in Afghanistan. And he said, it's also proving that I think things are better than we're led to believe through certain corners of the media. It can be worrying when you're sitting there and the only information you're getting is from certain news channels. But then if you are on the right platforms, you can really sense this human spirit coming to the forefront. And the media misinterpreted this. This is my low, is that The Sun, um, and a medical expert told The Sun that these remarks were outrageous, that things are much worse than we believe in context of the coronavirus. And I totally think his meaning on this podcast got misconstrued. He was talking more so about um, the stories of you know, the amazing heroes behind the scenes, like the frontline workers or the, um, you know, former military that are helping out with this crisis in in the UK. And so um, he said, you know, like the Captain Tom story where this guy is raising money and he's 99 years old and doing laps around his garden like they're he's saying you know things are better than we're led to believe because um there are people doing such good work and such good things and so acts of hope yeah right exactly so it was kind of sad to see that his words got taken out of context a little bit
1: i feel like the story of their life right now i feel like it's just yeah out of control but they they really are it's it's tough the tabloid wars
0: they are ramping up
1: Exactly. Um, my high of the week, to end on a brighter note, um, was Megan's Good Morning America interview. Um, yes, it was pre-taped. I know that it was pre-taped. Um, but I just loved hearing her talk about um, the elephant documentary, um, her Botswana visits with, um, she has little nods to her Botswana visits and with Prince Harry. And her passion is so genuine. I just, I don't know. I, I love seeing her. I also love seeing a more casual style from her. Um, she was in a white button down, which I think was Misha Nunu from her spot. Smartworks collection um but she also has zodiac necklaces which is awesome from the Canadian brand suitables um she had a Virgo pendant for Harry which I'm like that's so I mean I just love that need And a Taurus. To I need to get that and a Taurus charm for Archie which is just sweet I think that that's uh cool but she did a great job and I'm I, it just kind of is a precursor to the idea that we are gonna see so much more of Megan and Harry which I am all in on
0: totally and then my high this week is happy birthday, Prince Louis. So he will be two uh, today when it, when our podcast airs. Um, April 23rd, 2018 was when he was born um, at St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, London. And as we mentioned before, his favorite song is happy birthday that Kate Middleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate Middleton revealed that was his favorite song at a charity event. And I'm like, what? Can you play some other songs for him? Like, I feel like <laughs> he needs to listen to, like, expose him to other things. Yeah. Um, and also that she revealed that his, one of his favorite foods is beetroot, which I learned that the British call beets, we just call them beets, They're, they call them beetroot, so it's just beets. Okay. I was like, what All is that? All right, that's clear, yeah. So she revealed this to Mary Berry in an interview last year, and Mary Berry made him a cake with beets. And... When shredded, they have a similar texture to carrot cake. Yeah, that's pretty good. That yeah, pretty good. I wish I could bake Aww. you a cake, Prince Louis. I know that's so nice. I know. So, just a reminder before we close leave us a royal rating of a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a real review from Housewife of NJ1. Housewife in New Jersey. Sorry, I should have just said it. I'm loving the new hosts and their perspectives. Love listening to them dissect everything royal on my quarantine walks. Quarantine walks. Thank you so much for saying that. And I've taken so many quarantine walks. I'm like, same. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired of walking, and but I'm glad <laughs> that we can accompany you guys and um, and hopefully make your walk a little more yeah, enjoyable. Thank you for listening. That's yes. so nice. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group Royally Obsessed. You can drop us an email at info at You can follow me on Instagram at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. And then just a reminder, uh, subscribe wherever you listen. Until next week. God, God save, save the, the pod. pod.